talk to me about rock and roll. I'm out there in the clubs and on the streets, and I'm living it. I am rock and roll. Nobody worries about kids listening to thousands, literally thousands of songs about heartbreak, rejection, pain, misery, and loss. And there used to be a way to stick it to the man. It was called rock and roll. But guess what? Oh, no. The man ruined that, too, with a little thing called MTV! Did I listen to pop music because I was miserable? because I listen to pop music. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to On The Record. I'm Zach. I'm Matt. And this is episode number two, Bangers by Miley Cyrus. And just to be clear, this is a give us a second. Give us a second, number 24? That seems right? right. Yeah, we're getting through it. I mean, I guess some iteration of this has been in the works for a while. We've thrown around the idea of doing kind of a give us a second on Miley Cyrus before just from the time that we attended a Miley Cyrus concert which I'm I'm sure we'll talk about throughout this episode. Yeah, I think the thing that people that know both of us would find surprising is that when we decided to do on the record and then we were going to each pick a couple of albums to do to start out and be like these we'll at least give it a test run and my first choice was Born to Run by Bruce Springsteen and this is a Matt pick. It is, yeah. Bangers. This uh, is not a Zach pick, shockingly. I have some things, certainly, to say. I definitely wanted to talk about our experiences at the show, but there is something about the time period around this album that kind of jumps out to me as being yeah. like an exciting music moment. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely a moment of something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Miley, during this time period, became a media sensation. Not always positive. In fact, it seems to be equally positive and negative how people were reacting to her in the moment. And the bottom line was getting the most amount of people talking about her as possible. It didn't matter if it was positive or negative, And it seemed to work because Bangers was by far her most successful album to that point. Sure. And not only was the biggest seller and got her first Grammy nomination for her first number one hit with Wrecking Ball, but also... It succeeded in changing the perception of Miley Cyrus, which oh, is always the wildly. goal with these young girls. Yeah, yeah, I think we talked about it with the girls in Spring Breakers way back sure, when. right. Kind of contemporaries of Miley. It's in almost a lot like of ways. a heel turn, you know. It's a, something. It's going. It's <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's kind of like when Hulk Hogan, you know, went to the NWO. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she definitely gave interviews that was like disavowing all of her Hannah Montana and pre-Bangers music, which right. was not always Hannah Montana. I mean, she did release albums as Miley Cyrus. They sure. were very generic pop albums. Right. And was like, I feel like this is my first album now because I was just a teenager when I released this other stuff. And this is my first real record and I don't relate to that other stuff anymore. Even though when we saw her, I think she played Party in the USA and can't be tamed which were two pre-banger songs what i also enjoyed about her during this time period in the like the show which i wasn't really expecting you being a little bit more of a fan kind of filled me in on this stuff but like the fact that she was like playing like four or five like cover songs at these shows like she played like the smiths lana del rey I can't yeah, remember she, what they all were, but she yeah. was doing like a four or five song like acoustic set in the middle of her set yeah. where she would just do covers. And I think that plays into that she wasn't really interested in 
pulling tracks from her past. Sure, yeah. She was okay with doing like a couple. My whole thing with Miley, as far as being like a, interested in her music, starts with Party in the USA, which I can still remember the first time I heard it on the radio. Sure. I was on a lunch break and was like at a Wendy's parking lot. <laughs> the first time I heard... Many we, big moments have happened well, wait. for you and... So the first time I heard We Can't Stop, yeah, the first single from Bangers, I was in the drive-thru at a Burger King. So I think that speaks to where I'm at over right. these last 10 years um, <laughs> and how things have gone awry for me. You know, while you bring it up, I have to say, I think We Can't Stop is probably my favorite pop song over the past 10 years. I love that song. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Although I did not have that initial reaction to it that I did with Party in the USA, which the first time I heard Party in the USA, I was like, oh, this is like a perfect song. Yeah. This is just <laughs> okay. unbelievable how right. catchy this is and how great it is. And it took me a little longer, I think, to grow into how great We Can't Stop is, which now yeah. I've fully embraced. Now, Party in the USA, I mean, I think at first I, I thought it was a little silly, kind of a dumb title. Well, yeah, it is silly right. and it is dumb, but it's so unbelievably catchy sure and fun that song went to the next level for me when they had the bus scene in pitch perfect <laughs> i do love that scene and yeah i think it kind of was yeah oh yeah this song is really that great and these girls on this bus are just not afraid to admit how great it sure. is like everyone's embracing <laughs> right. this song obviously but that song is an outlier for miley because by that that was like one of her last big singles under like the old miley right and yet it wasn't actually on like her last album. It was just like on an EP or it was, just like, it was, it was okay. really weird. And like the Can't Be Tamed album, which was her last like pre Bangers transformation, yeah. didn't really do all that well. And she was kind of at a crossroads. <laughs> and before she decided to embark on this whole like transformation into the Bangers attitude character that she became. She was, like, instead going to focus on acting and stop with the music altogether. Oh, wow, okay. And I think because the first couple movies she did were disasters. Dear John, was that one of them? No, the, the a- two that came out, like, the previous year were, like, LOL, and oh, no. which I think, like, Demi Moore is in. And she was in a that movie with, like, like, Jeremy Piven called, like, So Undercover or I something. I feel like if we were doing this podcast, like, five years ago, like, LOL would have been, like, a movie we would have... <laughs> I've never seen it. Yeah, I know. Well, me neither. But just because it was a movie named LOL, we'd be like, oh, that's up our alley. Let's do it. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I think this transformation and this whole thing, you know, people can speculate now, years, a few years removed. Sure. Whether or not it was her idea to be doing this or like who. Well, it was definitely planned, but like, was was it it all her? Was who was all was involved? It seems like other people may have been influencing. Well, I I mean, when did this? I I can't remember when this all started. Like this, where she's just all of a sudden like nude everywhere too. That was all part of it. Yeah, yeah. It was like this overly that started during the bangers era. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Being photographed fully nude, (laughs) which is just like a shocking thing to happen. I mean, yeah, especially. I mean. It's contrasted against like the overly childlike and conservative thing of like a Disney Channel star, where there's zero sex going on unless you're like a creep or whatever, and like into like the children on the network. But it's basically like young kids, right? And it's very wholesome, and the jokes are very G and PG, and there's no edge to it whatsoever. And then 
to break out of that as like violently as possible, <laughs> which yeah. is because it would, like I said, I mean, we talked about it with Anne Hathaway in Havoc. We talked about oh, it right. with the girls yeah. in Spring Breakers. It's something that a lot of these girls do, but I don't think anybody's done as but wild the, as Miley. Extre- this extreme, yeah. <laughs> and you know what? It's strange. I think during the moment, the people that were like critics of her and saying that this is terrible, I think were like, oh, she's like ruining her life and she's out of control. She's ruining her life all the way to the bank. But she seems pretty normal now. Like everything well, calmed yeah, down it's, dramatically. It's like back to yeah, she's married. Back yeah, with, well, we'll talk about that because <laughs> that comes into play with some of these songs, I guess. Weirdly but. enough, in I mean, I'm sure we can't stop. Had probably been around for a while at this point. You and I have talked about it before. Like sometimes when you're older, it's so hard to like be a part of things that are happening like i don't know like songs come out and i have no idea like so well a lot of things happen that you seem to have no idea sure about. okay yeah you're not really checked into the world other it's, than through me right yeah that, you're <laughs> i kind have of to tell you about everything it, right so i was actually watching 24 7 the old hbo sports program or whatever that was about the winter classic and it was toronto maple leafs and detroit red wings and the Toronto Maple Leafs would play We Can't Stop in the locker room after they'd win a game. And that's what, that's the first time I heard it. And I was like, this song is amazing. It's <laughs> kind of a weird introduction. Yeah, I mean, I think during that, probably from like 2009, 10, through Banger's era, I was like listening to a lot of pop music yeah, for yeah. the first time, really. I, right. Lady Gaga. I mean, I, I definitely saw Kesha. Britney Spears in concert a few times as a young younger guy but it wasn't sure. i didn't like actively listen right. to her music i was just interested in her okay <laughs> <laughs> like all guys my age right. i think we were yeah. all interested in britney <laughs> who appears on bangers by the way true yeah and something that i do s- want to talk about the, the sort of the weird guest yeah yeah we'll get to it so in the like you know I, I first got into like oh i was like oh lady gaga is like awesome and i got into her and then i got into like Katy perry and Everyone, and eventually right. that led to Miley, and I don't know. It was Kesha just, along the way. Yeah, oh, yeah, Kesha eventually. And so I was in that era of, like, checking out the local pop radio station, Kiss, and so I heard We Can't Stop pretty early. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. Because the single came out in June of 2013. Right. Whereas the record, Bangers, didn't come out until October. Okay. That's yeah. a pretty big gap, and they released Wrecking Ball so it was probably like in December when I first heard. October 4th, 2013. It's Miley's fourth studio album. Executive produced by her and Mike Will made it. Weirdly, I was looking at the Wikipedia for this. There's like 25 people listed as producers for Including it. Including Dr. Dr. Luke. <laughs> so, uh, enemy of the show. We, we just say. have to accept that he was like mildly a part of this album. Sure. Was not a huge part of it. Not like to the level of Mike Will made it. Yeah. But I think he was a producer on Wrecking Ball, which was the number one hit. Okay. So, well, but there were a lot of people credited with co-writing that song, so okay, I'm not really right, sure how right. much he, he really did. Yeah, he's an enemy of the show, and we're not going to talk about him. Absolutely. That's the end yes. of the Dr. Luke stuff. We right. just acknowledge that he was tangentially involved with this album Yeah. <laughs> that Matt picked. <laughs> <laughs> so... Bangers is like the evolution of her public persona, and it really peaks with the 2013 MTV Video Music Awards, an occasion that 
will be remembered in infamy for the longest time, which the VMAs used to always be about. They used to always have something happen in them that people would talk about for forever. Okay, right, yeah. Whether it was when Madonna kissed Britney Spears and then Christina True. Aguilera, or when Madonna rolled around in that wedding gown uh, <laughs> when back in the 80s, yeah. like see her ass or whatever. Just crazy shit. They always did crazy shit. Okay, It was right. always like the biggest deal to watch the VMAs when I was like in middle school. Yeah. So going back into like the nineties and shit, it was always a huge thing. And this is really the last moment. I mean, granted I'm 35. I don't really think that the the VMAs are for me anymore and that's fine. But like, I don't know. I never even hear anything about it. I don't know. I said, well, that's the thing. Since you don't, I definitely don't. (laughs) Yeah. You're like two levels removed, (laughs) but this was like the last thing that I remember seeing from the VMAs was her okay. performance involved Robin Thicke. I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure I definitely did not see it until you probably showed it to me on YouTube or something. I mean, this would be, again, this performance happened before the album was even out. Okay, right. I mean, it seems crazy. We did that Give Us a Second way back when on Kesha. I don't think we really got super into the nitty gritty of everything, but that song Die Young, that came out like months and so months long. before the actual album warrior which i don't know like do they still do that i don't know do people even i do always remember that anymore? being a thing I, you know i do still see like well they do it with itunes and stuff where like one or two songs will be available like months before the rest of the album yeah i mean it's just crazy Maybe how much months. was going on leading up to bangers sure. coming out because this huge moment happened and everyone reacted to it a lot of people reacted to it negatively i thought it was wild and funny i wasn't like offended by her twerking on robin thick's dick i was just like okay. this is weird it seems way over the top but it succeeded in the sense that it gained her like so much social media followers through like twitter and instagram and yeah, all yeah. those things all overnight i mean she just raised her profile tremendously and it was like the most tweets per second about an event up until that moment, it was like the biggest tweeted about thing. Okay. I mean, people were like losing their minds over this thing. Yeah. Because it was so crazy. At the end of the day, like all of this stuff that she was doing, whether it was her idea or not, was working. Because all of a sudden, she went from being a fringe recording artist that was like losing a lot of momentum and that people didn't really care about to, hey, I'm reinventing I'm myself. Pay level. attention to me. Yeah. And everyone was like, yeah, okay, we'll pay attention. <laughs> well, like it just, Everyone was like, yeah, okay, we're on. Yep. We're, we're on board for this. The album finally comes out, and I don't know. Like, I don't love the album as much as some of the other pop albums that I've liked over the last few years. There's definitely some throwaway songs, but I think like there's a lot of good deep cuts, too. Yeah, if you would trim some of the fat from this... I don't know. I have for the extended edition, it's like 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 tracks. Yeah, I've now cut six of the yeah. worst ones out and just pick the 10 best. Then, yeah, we're talking okay, about right. like yeah. a top notch album almost to the level of like the fame and fame monster, like okay, the Lady yep. Gaga stuff or Warrior. <laughs> Now one that, I, I do love. <laughs> We're like the only people trumpeting warriors still. We're like that album's so good. Well, if we can't stop was my favorite pop song of the past ten years. I mean, there's definitely a couple tracks from Warrior that are right up there. The thing I love about the album itself is the unpredictability from one 
song to the next as well, to what you're gonna get. For and me, and the fact that it starts with "Adore You," I know that's what I was which just is so say. off tempo. Exactly. I mean, to me, "Adore You" almost feels like this, like almost nice song that w- it fits. and yet the video for it is like a fake sex tape <laughs> where she's like rolling around nude i know it's just it almost feels like a pretty song at times it's such a non-typical track one of an it, album right it starts with like this downbeat it's, romantic ballad yes <laughs> and it's so weird for what is kind of mostly like a party album you would think that either the logical track one would either be the sms bangers with yes. britney or love money party right those feel like track ones for this album yeah and yet they went in a completely different direction obviously we can't stop is just a dynamite just a great song right really good and i mean i like four by four and with nelly yeah and sms bangers with britney i i, I do like sms bangers wrecking ball is like the number one hit it's such a <laughs> it's such like a funny song in retrospect because a we had like the wild video of her like swinging on a wrecking ball sure. nude which became like the most viewed video <laughs> in t- the first 24 hours until like anaconda by Nicki minaj oh wow but i remember her doing the song live on television plenty of different times and live on the radio for the iheart music festival and live in concert the two times I saw her on the Bangers tour. Right. And so Zach, every time. Zach not paying attention to what's going on with Miley Cyrus during this time period. <laughs> I didn't say that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was definitely locked in. But no, well, that's the thing. You've kind of been backing away from this. This is a map pick, you know, but like half the reason I well, want to do this. Well, that's why it was surprising it was right, a map pick. Right, yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> that was my point. I, Miley Cyrus during this time period is one of my biggest memories of you being excited about anything in the world. <laughs> This is the last time. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the Dark Knight Rises and then this, yeah, and then it was over. Right. <laughs> then it was like, now I'm just waiting to uh, die. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, like, oh, what I was going to say was every single time she would work herself up into tears by the end of the song. Okay, yeah. It would always be tears, always emotional. Everyone always knew she was singing it to Liam Hemsworth, who they were broken up at the time. Yeah. They'd had this big relationship. I think the Nicholas Sparks... Movie. movie that you were talking about they were in together yes yes and that's probably where they met i guess and they had dated and then they broke up and then this bangers era is unleashed on the world and everyone's like holy shit well he's definitely not going to get back with her now yeah. she seems crazy and wild and he seems like pretty quiet and normal and, right and they break up and now he she's going all across the world on television crying singing this song that everyone assumes is about him and now here we are, five plus years later, and they're married, and she got everything she wanted, I that's guess. That's right, yeah, it all worked out. So she's never going to have good music again. That's the thing, yeah, <laughs> it's a happy story. I definitely want to mention really quickly, hashtag get it right, which I love. Is a good song. It's, <laughs> I don't know if you'd think it leading into the track with, you know, the looking at the title. Yeah. It's it, all in caps, it could, right? Yeah, it should just be called get it right. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little too, like, of the moment. Yes. Like, will this hold up later? But yeah, that's a fun song. I do like when she's like, I feel like I have no panties on in that song, which I'm like, what does that mean? Yeah. Why wouldn't you just, if you're trying to make like a sexy song, it's like. Can't relate. Couldn't you just say like, I'm standing here with no panties? Like saying like, I feel like I have no panties on. Like, So she's wearing them, but she feels like she doesn't have them on. Yeah. So is that good? (laughs) 
It could be it's for someone. It's just strange. It's definitely a line trying to be provocative, yet when you actually think about it, it's, it's like, well, what does that even an mean? An interesting turn of phrase, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you get a little bit tired by the end of this record, but I would say, There's like, some good stuff do my thing, yes. maybe you're right, and rooting for my baby out of, like, that last group of songs. And I think, like, rooting for my baby might be one of the bonus tracks. Those three at the end are all, like, really good. And yeah. I would cut my darling, which is like a stand that, by me yes, thing, right, with which future. doesn't really feel like a real song. It seems dumb, yeah. I would get rid of that. I would probably get rid of that song with French Montana, like the Fu song. Yeah, I'm in agreement with most of this. Yeah, I, I do like Drive. Drive is pretty good. The song with Ludacris, which is like a bonus track. Yeah, that yeah. song sucks. On my own, eh, no. Someone else. I don't even know if I know that one. I just listened to this before we recorded. I don't even remember what that one is. I'd probably get rid of that. But the other ones, you, you tighten that all up. I don't know. I'm not the biggest fan of Love Money Party. I enjoy Love Money Party. I feel like I don't like Big Sean like at all. Well, I know, but I do. I like. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't care about his appearance on it. I like what she's trying to say here with party ain't nothing but a party. You know, when you party yeah. all the time, ain't nothing but a party. I mean, I remember like just in the most Zach podcast of all time it was like chuck closterman was on Brady Snell's podcast like breaking down the song as if it was like some serious thing to talk about and it was just like am i writing the ideas for podcasts in my brain and they're becoming real well i'm trying to remember if this was the song that she was playing at the show where she's like up on the car yeah kind of i think on so. all fours ass towards the crowd yeah doing that well you know, okay move that I don't even know how to describe it, but <laughs> you would see it in a strip club. Yeah, it was kind of like twerking. Yeah. But like even more. Right. Provoc even think, more like obscene. You know, when we got back from the, the that show that night, I, I was throwing out there that like, you know, I, that was more salacious than like any strip club I've ever been to. I wouldn't go that far, <laughs> but. Well, I, yeah, sometimes it was I wild. Okay, so let's talk about that summer, the Bangers Tour, so, and how that all comes together. Right, please. Because it's a, it's an interesting story. So she announces this U.S. tour for Bangers. Now this is 2014 at this point. Yeah, yeah. So she's touring the album like starting the next spring, and there's no Pittsburgh date, uh -oh. but they're the closest one is Columbus. So me and my friend, yeah, we buy tickets. They're like okay seats, just out in the crowd, and we drive all the way to Columbus, and it's pretty fun. She has that group that sings like can't remember what they're called they sing like that i don't care oh, i yes. love it they're like one of the opening right, acts right, right i think sky ferrera was supposed to be an opening act oh wow like everything else in her career didn't materialize yeah. so she's not actually there which is seems so appropriate True. for her but it was great it was a lot of fun there was a little differences in the set from what the one we would eventually okay, see right. but it was mostly the same it was pretty great so then, shortly thereafter, the Columbus show, I'm not even sure, she might have done, like, one other tour date after that, and then she gets, like, violently ill because she has, like, an allergic reaction to, like, medication or something, oh, wow. where she okay. goes into the hospital yeah. and everything. So they cancel, like, four or five shows on this tour. And for some reason, as soon as that happened, I was on high alert. I don't know why. I was just like, I bet when she re schedules this she's gonna come to pittsburgh yeah you i don't know why it. i just i'm just like i feel like it's gonna happen yeah because the tour dates were like around pittsburgh but she had okay. not done a pittsburgh show 
So then all of a sudden it's like, okay, she's rescheduling these dates for like August. This was probably like in April or, or something like that. So like at the end of the summer after she goes like to Europe or something, she's going to come back and do like these made up dates. Pittsburgh, of course, is added with like on one other added now. one. Yeah. Me being like a complete lunatic. <laughs> I'm just like, and I'm the going. That was insane. I mean, you didn't tell me. Obviously, like I came in as like a replacement, which we'll get to. But like when you dropped this bombshell on me as to like what tickets you got for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I did like the pre-sale. I had like deactivated my Facebook for like a year, but like to get into this pre-sale, I had to like use a Facebook thing, so I had to like reactivate Facebook, yeah. which is a whole traumatic right. event. And then I get this pre-sale, I just like do best available. It's literally the front row. <laughs> literally front row tickets for this. I'm like 30 years old. I'm like, all right, this is the Front last row, time I feel like I could probably ever do this. VIP package, by the way. Well, you had to to yeah. get tickets that good. That's the secret with these kind of shows. Right. Is like You can't just buy good tickets now. They have to always be included with other things so that they can sure. charge an absurd amount of money. Thankfully, you could get these ones without doing the photo, which would have been great, actually. <laughs> right. But that was like, I think that would have run me another couple hundred total. Yeah, we would have like a great photo to stick with the podcast like <laughs> i could put it up as like a promotional piece if we if well i don't think it would have been us together i think we probably could have done it one at a time hopefully not on <laughs> <laughs> <Mom> picture <laughs> yeah these tickets were like i don't know like 350 or something each wow something like that i, I mean it was the just time you were willing to tell me how much you paid for them i can't well i can't remember now yeah. so that uh, that helps I mean, I feel like all total, it probably was like 800 or okay. something. I was thinking it was pushing 1,000 for all total. I don't think, I think Maybe it would have been. me it, with the photo. I think if it would have been, yeah, I think it, with the photo part. Because we got to like participate in all of the pre-show fun, except we, for the photo part. But we way, didn't really know any of that. By the way, that we mostly didn't show up for. <laughs> yeah, because we're waiting outside because like we didn't know what we're dopes, doing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. I end up moving in with you guys that summer. Right. And I'm like, all right do you want to go to this show? And you're just like, okay. And I'm like kind of selling you on it <laughs> because I'm like, well, yeah. Lily Allen's going to be one of the openers. Right. And, and who had and just had a new album out too, that you were like getting me into. Yeah. Which never really took off, but was pretty good. It's a good album. Yeah. yeah. I think the world had Jesus. just moved on. Yeah. It's a great song. <laughs> I think people had just moved on from Lily Allen. But I was getting into her just from like riding around in your car. Cause you were playing that album nonstop. Yeah. And so, you agree to go. I had to like justify. Yeah, I, I don't know. It was like too embarrassing for me to just go front row to Miley Cyrus at this time. But I, well, you didn't know what kind of experience it was going to be for sure. And Lily <laughs> Allen, for some reason, had like some degree of cred. It seemed like. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't think you knew like you had fully understood the transformation. True. With Miley, I did not. How things right. were going to be different. Yeah. In that tiny packed front row that we ended up sitting in. We were definitely not the oldest people. Sure, no. There were full-blown right. adults oh, yeah. next to us right. that weren't with kids. So, I mean, we weren't the oldest. Yeah. For sure. I think I was still picturing kind of a party in the USA type scene. Right. So, yeah. You didn't realize that she would be wearing, like, literally a thong right. the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> now, unfortunately, the I way that her stage was set up, which is kind of like a cross, where, like... You know, there's two parts, one to the left, one to the right, and one up the middle. Yeah. And we were over by the one on the right. 
she really only came over to us like once, I think. Yeah, and there like was way over to us. There was one part where it did seem like she was looking towards our direction, and like I think both of us had to like look away. Yeah, we were like too embarrassed. I can't make eye contact with her. <laughs> yeah, it was like too embarrassing. Right. Because if you looked up, like you could literally see like the stubble from like her oh, pubic no. area. Yeah. That's not an exaggeration. I mean, it's like true. literally that close. Right. Well, and when you was, just, she was wearing like that revealing of clothing. I think when we were walking <laughs> in and you were like, I don't know, we were in the building. You were like talking about our seats or whatever. You were like, yeah, we're actually sitting so close that when she goes to like spit water out at the crowd, like the water will go over our heads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like it's not going to hit us because it's going to hit the people behind us, right? <laughs> <laughs> which is true. Do you want to tell the whole situation with getting into the so, venue yeah, I and mean, the whole thing that happened there? I think we're talking about like leading up to it. I don't know if the it, it, I think it was did we work that day? I think we I did. I don't remember. Right? Um I don't know, but we certainly had like plenty of time like leading up to it. We got there like pretty early. Well, yeah, it was the middle of the summer, so I guess it, it yeah, was still light, light out for a while. And I don't know, I have no idea. I remember being really hot. But <laughs> I mean, we stood outside for seemingly a, a while. But we were like wondering, like, can if, we just go in? Because right. I knew that like we had some sort, some sort of, of early pre-show. arrival thing. Yeah, like things that we were allowed to go get snacks or something. <laughs> yeah, we had two free drink credits. Yes, yes, for this whole like <laughs> pre-event, and we had no idea what to do. We don't see like a, a we don't see like a separate line for VIP or anything like that. So we stand outside forever, and then eventually we just go in. Yeah, I we think just, we. We didn't wait all the way till the line was no. moving. We eventually went in. I at think. some point, I think we looked. There was like a, a sign on one of the doors, and we like went and looked at it. And I think, right, it indicated that we could go in. So, so we, we went, went in, and there's just a table with two women working there or whatever. And we're still trying to figure out like what we're supposed to do, like where we go. Right. And we approach the table, and Zach just gives his name, and like the lady's just like, "Oh, you." <laughs> And I was like, uh oh, what does that mean? <laughs> you were like, what happened at that Columbus show? Yeah, what, I was like on a list. Are we going to get kicked out? <laughs> but I mean, obviously, like, we missed a whole part well, what where happened we were supposed was, to be like with a group of people. Well, no, what happened was I think there was a mix up with a different VIP person who had the same first name. It was like Zach something else. Okay. And they gave them the wrong things or something there was like a mix-up in yeah. as to who we were versus because they right. had already like figured out this mistake and so they were waiting for us yeah okay because of that mistake but we were definitely the last but we didn't know that i think we were definitely the last people to show Probably. up who were a part of this package though yeah so, and all it was was like there's like a you know various lounges in the arena and we're just in a lounge and they give us like well, a bag like of nice, merchandise like, gift packages yeah i still have that bangers flat brim hat that i got yeah i don't know where mine is uh there's just like a, a bunch of mostly special junk. ticket <laughs> yes and like a disposable camera yeah <laughs> <It> has, like, <laughs> i don't think i ever use that <laughs> well yeah good i mean where would you even get that film right at like rite aid but yeah like it was a bunch of crap, and like you get two free drink credits, and there's like food, I guess. I, I I, really it was like the these food. weird fig newtons that were like not very good. I remember. And then eventually, the- what would happen is for the people that had like the level above us is in that very room. I think Miley was going to come in and then do the lines for the yes. pictures yes. while Lily Allen played, probably right. Because we were in there up until like Lily Allen took the stage. Yeah, I do remember uh, the beers that we had. It was like off season for the Penguins because it was summer. And the, the beers, beers were, were like expired. Yeah, yeah and they were they like were disgusting. disgusting. Yeah, uh, it was terrible. Yeah. 
But so we kind of got like sh- shuffled out a little bit before. Yeah, you know, the they people were... that didn't have the special thing were supposed to leave. So we leave, and then eventually we go down to our seats. And I don't even think I ever even said to you like, "This is front row." Yeah, you weren't even sure what was happening right. at any point. You were just like, "This is getting weirder and weirder as it goes." I know. I was like uncomfortable as we like walked through just like a sea of people down to the very front row, <laughs> and those rows were so small. Yeah, yeah. God, I wasn't nearly as fat as I am now. I can't even imagine having to get into that row now. It was so horrible. Yeah, very small seats. I think it just like basically forced you to stand yeah yeah because i mean there just really was not no way to actually sit there. right it was that small yeah i mean the the and show it, was pretty great it's a I, while, mean, I mean well that's the thing it's so crazy like yeah she's wearing like a thong most of the night there's all sorts of like people dressed up as like stuffed animals like there's like furries walking around <laughs> on stage yeah i don't really <laughs> people remember dressed up as like fruit and stuff you know it's just like <laughs> car coming out and just like getting out and dancing on it it was just like a wild scene yeah, it felt like I've this been weird... to like a decent amount of pop shows, sure. like big productions now. Well, not like a not a ton, but I I remember like Britney back in the day was like changing for like every single oh, yeah, song. Yeah. Right. It was like a whole product. Okay, it was like a yeah. completely different show for every song. Wow. It yeah. felt like. Right. So I mean, this was pretty big and epic. It was more so than like the times that I've seen Kesha, which there isn't really anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. And Miley does a lot more dancing stuff. Right. <laughs> I don't really know what you would call it. Yeah. And she played everything, you know, it ends with basically, she basically does like, we can't stop and wrecking ball at the end. Yeah. And then for the encore, it's just party of the USA. Right. <laughs> so it's like all the major, major songs at the very end. Yeah. By the time you get to party in the USA, it's pretty wild but i did think it was fun when she did the covers and everything in there yeah our seats weren't great for that true we would end up having to like turn around and look right the other way i'm trying to remember the other covers she did besides there is a light that never goes out did she do the arctic monkeys one possibly or jolene i think she did do jolene yeah i think she does jolene most nights yeah so here we are now years later she did that weird experimental album that no one really cared about but it had the funny song about Pablo the Blowfish. I can remember you playing that song for me on like a drive to work. That also me. would work right. her up into tears. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think on the recording even. Oh, absolutely. And that was like her experiences with the Flaming Lips, who she like collaborated with a lot and has done some songs with and performed with a few times. But After yeah. that, she did an album that was more like back to pre-banger style, like country pop. And it was called like Younger Now or something like that. And I think that's her last album, and it sucked. It was okay, yeah. boring. Well, it's all over then. Like, she's only 26. There could be another run here. She, yeah. she Maybe she'll get back into acting. Right. <laughs> she'll be an LOL too. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you know, this was just like a fun period. The whole like bangers persona and, and like look and style and everything was just like a fun time. I certainly get joy out of it thinking about you being excited about something. <laughs> What was I excited about this show? I, I think just this whole period of time and Miley at the, during this time. Yeah, like you were just really into this whole movement. <laughs> yeah, there were definitely like a lot of oddballs at the Miley show. Yeah, I us still, included. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I did. I always wanted to do this in some way because it's just it's always fun to talk about. You know, the heroes of this show just being in another like uncomfortable setting where it's yeah. like awkward. But we probably don't have a lot of those left in us. You never yeah, know. I think like at this point, 
I've reached a point now where I can't imagine going to a pop show like that in the front row. I mean, I remember being so excited for that Kesha show downtown, but even just the idea of like standing in that line that was wrapped around the city, like I could see going to a show like that. I just can't see like buying a front row ticket and being like so invested and involved with it. Like if I could go to a situation, especially when Kesha played at Mr. Smalls, which we talked about on that, give us a second, something like that where it's like, you can stand wherever you want. You can, Oh, right. Go sit right. down if okay, you want. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, you can just... Something more casual, That's like... much easier, yeah. Spending all of that money and then going into the front row or, or, or a seat the very close, yeah, even, yeah. or just anything like that. It just seems like I've, that moment's definitely passed Well, at a certain point, and it's just like, when are people going to start coming up to us and being like, oh, where are your daughters? Well, yeah. Right? That's, that, that's the thing. Like, yeah. you can't... Not only do you not want to do it at a certain point, <laughs> you get to a point where it's not socially acceptable at all. Sure. <laughs> Like, it's a problem right. that you're doing it. <laughs> People demand that you kill yourselves. Yeah, and to think, like, the first time I saw Britney, I think I was in high school. Yeah. Driving all the way out to the amphitheater. Oh, no. You know, and she's doing, like, the Baby One More Time stuff. And it's like, 20 years later, I'm going to see Miley. Yep. Who probably wasn't even born what when a I life. was seeing Britney the first time. <laughs> what a life it's been. <laughs> yeah, well... No regrets as far as that's concerned. You know, it was a lot of money and it was really dumb and I don't really know why I did it, but whatever. Yeah, that's life. It was fun. I mean, you only live once. It was definitely the era of YOLO. People were saying YOLO back then. Sure. And I I definitely remember coming out of that concert and being like fired up, you know? I was like, wow, what a night that was. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, how often are you going to have like this mega famous pop star that's been famous her whole life basically and she's like doing the wild shit that she was doing on stage it is and true what she did in front of us sight. was pretty tame compared to some of the videos you see online oh, from true. some shows where right. she's like insane stuff that you know jim morrison back in the day was arrested for less well, yeah <laughs> like, people used to be arrested for doing lewd acts on stage <laughs> yeah so i don't know final thoughts on miley we'll see I could still see like another album that I'm interested in. I don't really follow her career. She but. doesn't seem to regret this era like people I think thought she would. Anytime she like posts anything reminiscing about these days or whatever, or like some gif of her doing that weird twerking on the VMA stage, it always seems to be like she's having a laugh about it. Right. And it seems like this was just a moment in her life. I mean, I don't, I, I can't pretend to know sure. her at all or what she's thinking well, or what I, goes on, I, but she seems that. like. Everything quietly and calmly resolved itself, and she got back together with Liam Hemsworth, and they're married, and she seems Never happy missed a at, beat. in yeah. the moment. So, I don't know. Yeah, she's so young that, like, she could have yet another There could be a divorce. I mean... <laughs> could be a what? A divorce. Well, I mean, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's just part of the narrative. Right. I mean, we'll get there eventually. Absolutely. So... I'd like to see her version of... A Star is Born. Yeah. Not... I think so. The movie A Star is Born, but her big coming out as an actress. That's right. <laughs> she seems maybe a little too, like, annoying to be an actress. Like, she could never not yeah, be Miley. It never really took, yeah. I mean, she basically was known as an actress, but, like, True. a child star. True, on a Disney show. Yeah. Right. That's on the record? That'll do it for On the Record. I mean, we didn't actually talk about the songs all that much, but... Well, what's there to say? I think, as we mentioned in the Born to Run one, each one will probably be a little different. True. So we'll eventually get to our third one. I have 
at this exact moment, I have no idea what the third episode of On the Record will be or yeah. when, but we will get to it. Absolutely. Follow the show on Twitter at GreatestPod and subscribe on iTunes. And we will talk to you again shortly. Chapter one, we started happy. The second that you said you love me, I started questioning us. Are we really in love? Trying to figure out chapter three, but you're not giving me anything. This is what we are. Then I gotta move on. You think this is everything, but there's no book of love. You might. flush the toilet after they've had a shit. What do you mean? Well, I was fucking one of yous. Disgusting! <laughs>